Hi, welcome to the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Lula Bentz, your host, a psychotherapist, a trauma expert, and a survivor myself. Lovely to have you with us. The Trauma Thrivers podcast is for anybody who has been through any sort of developmental trauma or who has complex PTSD. This podcast aims to help educate, inspire and support those of us that are on a trauma healing journey. We've got stories, steps and various solutions to trauma to help you heal. If you'd like more information or tips or tools or strategies, please go to traumathrivers.com. You can also find this podcast on my YouTube channel, Lula Bent's Trauma Thrivers. If you'd like to join our community of thrivers, please find us on Facebook under Trauma Thrivers. Chiron Clinics proudly sponsors the Trauma Thrivers podcast. Chiron Clinics offer residential and outpatient treatment for anyone trying to recover from the effects of trauma. Chiron's clinics look through the lens of trauma to treat common mental health problems and behavioural disorders, which can lead to self-harming, addictions, depression, anxiety and relationship issues. All treatment protocols used at Chiron clinics use the latest research on trauma in the brain as a guide, and the combination can be highly effective in restoring nervous system regulation. For more information, see chironclinics.com. Welcome to Trauma Thrivers in the podcast. And today I'm delighted to introduce you to Lorna Evans. Lorna is an integrative psychotherapist and also a yoga teacher. And she holds an MSc in body awareness and psychotherapy. She integrates her therapy and her yoga practice with a focus on the body, breath and movement in the treatment of trauma. Lorna also speaks on radio and television and runs many groups and workshops across the UK. You can find more details out about Lorna and what she does at the mindmovement.co.uk. We are so honoured to have you here and thank you for giving us your very valuable time, Lorna, this morning. You are very welcome, Lou, and also thank you for your interest in my work and inviting me to speak to your group. It's very important that I have that connection, so thank you. Oh, pleasure. Well, I'm fascinated and I hope that listeners will also be fascinated in your interest in yoga and psychotherapy being both a yoga teacher and a psychotherapist and your integration of the two Mm. because when we spoke about doing this podcast we wanted to talk about trauma sensitive yoga and really why talking in your estimation isn't enough Mm. and I wondered whether you could start with perhaps saying a little bit more about that yeah um so that's a great question thank you for starting with that so within my own training, I, um, as, a th- as a therapist, I thought it would be full of the body and noticing, and actually it wasn't. And my journey to get me there, and I just need to rewind a little bit here, is that I 
um, used to have a really stressful job at points I still do um, and that led me to being really stressed and then maybe not using the best and most helpful coping mechanisms yeah but I'm also dyslexic and I work in the creative industry so I'm very visual and I always have been even as a child and being able to notice so it's really about noticing um, and then yoga was something that made me well and I then trained as a teacher but it was a little bit eastern and a little bit chakra and a little bit this which is great however I needed to understand how this was making me well and my students well so I could explain it so very much my journey to training as a therapist is the same it's the same path okay and my my eye opener was when I got into this training this you know sort of over a decade long now I mean that there was no body there the body was not there okay. um, and I understand I had to train clinically to be safe but really the the body wasn't there which was really it was really difficult for me and I and it also helped me decide what I was going to do my master's on and have my trajectory on around integrating the body and therapy. And what's brilliant now is that there's never been a better time where people are more interested. Therapists, clients, people, people know, people yeah. know. Um, and it's, it just highlights often the split between mind and body. So my work's really about bringing that together so people begin to notice what's happening in their body so we can start to care for ourselves a little bit earlier rather than get into crisis. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for the lay person or the person that wants to know more about the body and why it's so important to bring it into the journey, particularly mm -hmm. healing from trauma, Mm. What would you say why the body is so important and getting into the body and being with the body and just noticing mm. is almost key to our healing journey? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And I also have to say that it's not for everybody from a real health wave the flag. Yeah. Yes. And that is also OK. However, clients more and more they bring their bodies into therapy. So um, for our, I have to encourage therapists to notice. The first step is around what they notice in their client's body. So we're bringing something from the unconscious into consciousness. They may, they may have a walk or often if someone's not feeling great or they're depressed or they're anxious, their pace may be high, where's the eye contact? What does the therapist notice? And then it's how safely we can bring that into awareness with the client. The client may even name parts of their body. I felt it in my gut, my heart, the breathing. They've often touched their body. And how we safely bring this into awareness. Okay. And the, the, the next step of that is really when the client is able to, because therapy is about noticing, right? And raising sure. awareness. And yeah. my gosh, they come in and say, I wish I hadn't known this because I'm bloody noticing everything now, right? <laughs> but what happens is they're noticing when they're hungry, when the blood pressure is not great, when they're not sleeping. And, and this in turn triggers when we need to self-care. Okay. To be able to name the anxiety, what's going on? What am I holding? Where's the pain? What's triggered that? It takes time and it's really around the word noticing. Okay. Yeah. So 
noticing first and then what are the most important things that you teach to your clients that you find is really helpful for them to know yeah absolutely the most important tool in the body is the breath right okay and very often with trauma we've lived up here all the time so just to be able to notice that my breath's here so with anxiety it's higher energy high so like the window of tolerance okay so it's up so I'm high energy with anxiety. So the breath is here. So are we able to maybe inhale for four? We can do this together, Lou. So we inhale Lovely. for four. Three, four. Long exhale for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. If we're super anxious, inhale. Yeah. And just blow it out. From here. So a moment of coming back to hear the breath. And what's that doing to our autonomic nervous system? Yeah. So what that does like this is from being high in our nervous system. So the the sympathetic and sympathetic again sounds like, oh, I'm being sympathetic. But sympathetic (laughs) means that the tiger's chasing me, the bull's chasing me down the street in Spain. COVID's chasing me, right? So it's up. So when we are high in the sympathetic nervous system, when we exhale for longer, inhale for four, exhale for six, as long as it's longer, it brings us down into the parasympathetic nervous system. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. So it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Even if it is for a heartbeat, it is a moment and a tool for clients to use and integrate, yeah, and even with children, okay, so I I work with children, and even we'll get, pretend there's a cup of hot chocolate, inhale, exhale. Yeah. Yeah. And that relates the the hyper arousal and the window of tolerance in the middle and then the hypo arousal that also relates to something that's out there now, which I know that you know a lot about, which is the polyvagal theory. Yeah. Yeah. So do you teach clients that as well? Yeah. And uh, it's I would say that an understanding of the polyvagal theory, the vagus nerve is the most important thing for mental health for the next decade. Okay, so can you talk more about that and the vagus nerve? Yeah, so the vagus nerve, and I'm not going to keep it really sciencey here because people no good. see the pages, but yeah. what, what I, there's often people want to learn the fancy stuff and actually all of the fancy stuff, I say go to the last three chapters of everybody's book and it's about healing. Okay, so the vagus nerve starts at the back of the the top of the the brainstem and it's called the wandering nerve. Okay, so it it connects all of our major our major organs. And we need to look after that for wellness. Yeah, moving into thriving here, Lou. Okay, we are all about healing and wellness and light. We know about the trauma. The trauma sells the books. The trauma does the workshop. Fine. Let's go to the back of the book. We yep. Be well, so the tools for the vagus nerve for people to have wisdom on and thrive with and have on their toolbox, it's about vocalization. Okay. Okay. So when trauma has happened, we have had no voice. Choice has been taken away from us. Lack of empowerment. 
Yeah. So, so it's some, some tools. Yeah, absolutely. So it's to, uh, for me, it's sharing the tools that vibrate the vagus nerve. So we can do this now. So imagine a bee, a humming bee. So yeah. we're going, let's do this together, Lou. So imagine a bee. So we're going to go. And just pause and just notice. Notice where the vibration is. Here and lower down, actually. Mm. So it's where we can begin and use the tools of the breath, of humming. And there are some, the yogic breaths, but they're just breaths. We don't want to put yoga labels on things because it'll mm. just put people off. Because yeah. people think that's for the, the skinny white rich people or women or whatever the stereotype is. Uh, yes. Let's bring it back to the breath and moving. Okay. Mm. Lovely. So biggest nerve. There are many tools, the humming breath, alternative nostril breath. Oh, yes. Breath, and also singing. singing. Yeah. Sure lots of your, I'm sure lots of members of your group are talking about singing. I've yes. had clients who are the least most singing people in the world over lockdown having singing lessons and sing. And there is a, it's, it's beautiful. And it's what it's people's choice for whatever fits with them. Yes. But it's giving people choice and options to vibrate this vagus nerve to be well, to okay. thrive. Yes. Yeah. And how does the vagus nerve to those watching and listening relate to the polyvagal theory? And how, how does the dorsal vagal and the sympathetic and is it the ventral vagal, how do they all relate and why do people need to know? How do you teach it when you teach your clients? What I do is I, with my clients in the room, I don't go into that much detail. Don't you? I think it'll confuse people too much. Okay, okay. If, if someone is really academic and wants to know that more, I share a YouTube video of Stephen Porges. Okay. And I'll share that with you actually. And Stephen Porges says, in because I would go to these workshops and be, can you explain this? And because I'm real geeky and sciencey. And then this this lady just said, Lorna, I've got to be honest with you, it's really complicated, and I struggle myself. Yeah. So watch Stephen Porges do it, and he struggles to explain it. <laughs> So I need to keep it simple, right? Yes. About let's look at these tools. And ultimately, um, especially with trauma survivors, I share this video. And okay. what is the light, what is the light opener is that when the freeze response happens, right? So say there has been a trauma and we could not get away. We could not say no, we had no voice. There is an understanding there, understanding the vagus nerve that that kept me alive that yeah. was a biological primal response because otherwise I may not have survived I may have been killed it was life threatening yeah. and all and also recently I did a training um and a lady was struggling to understand it she'd been doing these workshops and um she read something and then she shared that basically when someone in in the here and now maybe look, had looked at her in a funny way and she was projecting that this person was thinking this, that triggered, that triggered for her uh, a response from the past. Yeah. And being able to understand at a point of, you know, um, four decades 
of being a trauma survivor and thriver and now educating people that actually that's what's happening to me. It puts it in frame about that's what's happening to me now. And now what do I need to do to be well, to breathe, to move, to have choice, yeah. to be safe. Okay. So to come out a freeze response really and get that voice back and that vocalization too. Absolutely. Okay. It's about vocalization, connecting. And Lou, if you think with lockdown, and I'm seeing this a lot in my work, and it it's awful that it's the lack of contact, the lack of eye contact, the lack of speaking, the lack of mirroring, right? Yes. Even if we're just with people, people are now turning away, dipping their heads, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, actually, where's the social contact? So we've got to work really hard right now to educate people about the tools to get this vagus nerve vibrating, singing, moving. Yeah. It's the most powerful tool for the next decade to educate people on. Okay, wonderful. And and I love the work you're doing because you're doing this really well, beautifully graphed, everything. Keep going, I'm behind you all the way. Thank you, that's really lovely, thank you. Yeah. So we've got some absolutely brilliant top tips already from you today. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share other than what you've shared already that you think is fundamental on our healing journey from trauma? Yes, there is. And thank you for asking that. And it's about movement. Okay. Okay. So where movement comes in is if we are totally depressed, we don't want to go for a run. It's not happening, right? Yeah. However, it's to understand about where movement where movement helps us, right? So if we are anxious, we're high. But if we are depressed, low, no. down, yeah, there's no movement and a lack yeah. of thinking. So we're number one with movement, when we begin to move, and this may be gentle movement of the wrist, the feet, having it noticing where there's tension in our body moving up to maybe I might go for a walk in the morning this may turn into a run any movement we do is going to start to create natural serotonin in our brains and it's to educate our clients and as many people as we can including children that the SSRIs the antidepressants are chemical serotonin what can we do to create natural serotonin movement is one option yes one option and another part of movement which is really important when we've had trauma, fight, flight, the freeze, okay? There's something called the fascia in our body. This is under the skin. It's like a spider's web. It keeps us all together. That's what freezes. That's what becomes rigid. So think about how when we're not well, the body, maybe it, it arches, it stiffens. Yeah. How can we begin to bring movement and wellness into there? Because the trauma, the hormones, it's... It's the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and yes. many books like this. Um, the It's within the liquid, within the fascia. Yes. So yes. how can we move this? Okay. okay. In, in the past, William Reich talked about something called character armor, right? Yes. And, and how we can start to bring it into awareness. So noticing that tension, noticing the stiffness, and how, and it may just be stretching and reversing that, maybe that spine. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things coming up for me at the moment and, and hopefully uh, um, some point soon and maybe by the time that this interview is out, 
the ebook will be out on the kind of 56 solutions to trauma that I've written about. And one of them is rolfing. And I found personally rolfing so powerful because it worked on the fascia and it worked on, and you know, I was a woman in my thirties whose shoulders, would you believe, were so rounded and so forward and so closed in because I couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, put my shoulders back and, and you know, my head up. It was all the other way around from just hiding in essence. Hiding, hiding. Yes. And as, as clients and also I'd highlight for your, um, your listeners who are also therapists. So as we are therapists, we in the counter transference, we will have our clients trauma in our bodies. So yeah. noticing over time, it, it, it's like a deadness. And actually William Reich, as I'm sure this is why you've mentioned the Rolfing, he invented Rolfing. Yeah, and I for anyone who doesn't so. know, it's like being having a rolling pin and someone rolling you out a piece of tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that, to bring attention to that, so it's movement, yes. movement. Lovely, lovely. And I know this is a question that I ask a lot, but Trauma Thrivers is thriving for a reason. So I wonder what your take was, Lorna, on how we get people to do more than survive their trauma and what those steps are after becoming a survivor mm -hmm. into actually really being able to thrive, really being able to step into that position of, yeah, thriving and yeah. what that means to you really. Yeah, and this is why I do the work and I'm inspired by, I work with the Recovery College um, part and the NHS and this, they are all warriors, they are all, they are thrivers, and we all have bad days, and it's, it's about community, actually. Yes. It's about community, and the more we can, everybody can begin to share these tools. Like I say, the books go to the back chapters. Yeah. It's all about light, movement, meditation, mind, body, breath, all of them, yeah. all of this, yeah? Yes. And really... For me, the steps are about giving people and educating people around tools that they can use to have a better day that yeah. don't just involve the medical model and having a bag of tablets, which again, that may be fine. We may need that to function and that is okay, yeah. but it's around educating people that they have choice and there's never been a better time for people. COVID, of course, is the worst time, but there's something where they may cross, I believe. Yes. Um, where we have to get the messages out about moving, breath, educating the people. So people need to understand the why. Yes. So someone recently said to me, hang on, I had this therapist and my life was completely falling apart and she was getting me to bloody breathe. You know, and I've got to be honest, I'm sort of glad the mindfulness things were kind of over the hill of that. Clients need to understand why. Yes. And it's up, you know, you have to it's not for therapists just to hold this knowledge as some sort of dark art no. we need to share it make it simple because everything's simple yeah. everything is simple right yeah so to keep it simple and give people the tools and share the tools and listen to it because I've learned more from the groups that I work with at the NHS and the recovery college than are in any of those books yeah I yeah. agree with you I agree with you and for you now what's next for you for me thank yes. you for asking um, so I 
run workshops with therapists, but also I create a lot of videos to get these messages on YouTube, to get these messages out. Um, really, as a therapist, as you'll know yourself, Lou, hundreds and hundreds of clients were often repeating a lot of the same stuff around <laughs> the body, anxiety, and normalizing a lot of it. We need people to know this stuff because I yeah. wish I knew this stuff when I, I was in my early 20s. Yeah, so do yeah. I. Yeah, right. So I didn't know about food, sleep, alcohol, drugs. I didn't know what all this did to me. No. no. Luckily, young people now know a lot more than young people did when they were my age, yeah. uh, when, when, when I was that age. But it's to share these messages, to get them out, and to encourage people to go to therapy, use these tools, understand why exercise is, is good, and yeah. Yeah, to give people the tools. So that's, that's my work. Yeah. And if yeah. people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Yep, yeah, you can just go on YouTube and look for the Mind Movement. Funnily okay. enough, the mind movement. I talk about movement. Yeah, no, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, so you just go on to YouTube and there's lots of free resources there. There's some yoga, some movement. Um, yeah, so there's, it's and that's free there. Okay. And yeah. are you doing any trauma-informed yoga classes at the moment online? I will be doing some from March. Okay. Um, but I am doing CPD training if people are interested or if people are yoga teachers or interested in mind body connection yes a workshop in january around integrating the body into our work okay and i would think that this podcast will be out around march so next year so yep. 2021 this is recorded a bit in advance so you might be in the middle of doing all of that but they can go on to mymovement.co.uk can't they and find your yes. schedule anyway yeah and it's everything will be on youtube and it's best just to use youtube as the hub and then they're going right. to get free resources and, and to be able to share them as well lovely thank you so much lorna oh welcome and lou listen i really just want to say thank you for your interest in my work I well, really it's great. Yeah, and yeah. also well done for doing what you're doing. Keep going. Honestly, you're doing a, you're doing a great job for the community as well. That Thank you. Out, so. And we love having you, or I love having you as part of that community and dipping into the Trauma Thrivers Facebook group. So thank you for that too. We'll catch up soon. Catch up soon. Go well. Yeah. Take care. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it helped you in some way and I really hope to see you back here soon. If you have anything to share on today's experience or podcast, please nip over to the YouTube channel or the Facebook group Trauma Thrivers and let us know there.